0: the weekend of football, man. How, how did you enjoy your Sunday?
1: Oh, I loved it, man. I was in such a good mood for Sunday. Um, yeah. It was a great day, great football, and I can't wait for a week two.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, what I like even more about week one is that I won money. Um, mm. uh, the picks were pretty, pretty solid. Um, and we'll get into the picks a little bit later. Yeah. So, first of all... Looking back on week one. Now, one comment I want to make that's very important is that in week one, nothing is as good as it seems or bad as it seems. What 100%. You think about that statement right there.
1: It's amazing watching the National Football League, as everybody likes to call it. After week one, some teams look like they're going to the Super Bowl. Other teams are, are bound for the number one draft pick. It's really amazing to see people overreact at that first week.
0: Yep. And, um, you know, the overreactions really play into the hands of people that expect the overreactions and react, (laughs) you know, um, properly to the gambling lines. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, as soon as I saw that Thursday game, right, when Denver blew out um, The Ravens. The Ravens. They killed him. And Peyton Manning scoring seven touchdowns and setting records and all that stuff. And I looked to next week. And I said, okay, as soon as the Thursday game's done and I see this score, let me see who the Ravens are playing next week. Yep. And then I see that they're playing the Giants. They're going to have the Manning Bowl in, in New York. And then I said, you know what? I really hope the Giants lose mm-hmm. by three because I wanted them to cover. Yep. <laughs> That's one of the best that went wrong. But I wanted the Giants to lose. Because next week, everybody's perception is, well, the Giants suck, and uh, and nobody can beat Denver, and Denver's going to win the Super Bowl, automatic, lock it in. And, and it exactly happened. When the line came out on that game, I was looking ahead, and I saw that Denver was favored by six points mm-hmm. in New York. Hmm. It was unbelievable. And uh, it, it's situations exactly like that. Um, That we'll get into now what do you take away from that game on Thursday night that was pretty crazy by Peyton Manning
1: it was amazing it was a good statement I think it's going to be a good lesson for the Ravens though if you're going to lose you might as well get blown out sometimes if you're a good football team because all it's going to make you do is want to come back and practice and train um, and listen to your coaches and I think the Ravens are only going to get better from that if it was kind of a, a tighter game you know, I, I might even be more worried about the Ravens, but I think they're going to be all right.
0: I think there's a couple of turning points in that one. And watching the game, you know, Dallas Clark just looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> he looked really bad. And uh, I felt after Jacoby Jones got injured and out of the game, they didn't really have a legit receiver. And before the season, we didn't know if Jacoby was going to be that guy, but he looked to be that guy, um, especially at the start of the game.
1: Well, the biggest mistake the Ravens made was letting Bolden go. Now, I'm surprised we didn't even cover that in, in our preview. But you really saw how much they miss him. I was really shocked uh, when they let him go, especially just for a six-round pick. This is a guy who said, I- I'd rather retire than leave the Ravens. He really wanted to stay. And when you look back and you see that it was just because he wouldn't accept a $2 million pay cut, I don't think he should have. <laughs> because he's the one who made so many big catches. And if you're giving all this money to the quarterback, you know, break off, homie, with a little bit, at least.
0: <laughs> I agree, man. You got to get paid. And um, in the NFL, nothing's guaranteed, so get that money, man. And you saw what, we all saw what he did on uh, for the 49ers. So, you yeah. know, he still has got
1: it. It, it was a perfect combination with All what right. they had, a receiver to stretch the field and Smith, and a receiver just to make those tough third-down catches because Bowling came up with those so many times. And, and yeah, over 200 yards for Sam Fran. So, uh, you know, Harbaugh, that Harbaugh is loving it over there. Yeah,
0: of course. Um, I brought up the Giants a little bit, so let's, let's get into them a little bit. Giants, what do they have, six or seven turnovers? Mm-hmm. Really, like... I feel like they wanted Dallas to win the game or something, man. And you had David Wilson getting benched after a quarter and a half. Just, it looks like disaster in New York. But, like we always already said, nothing's as bad as it seems. What do you think about the Giants?
1: The Giants are always this way. Not as far as the turnovers, but they're a streaky team. Uh, usually, they get off to a good start to the season. I always say they're they're a six and two team that ends up eight and eight or or nine and seven. And if they get that nine and seven, they could go on that run for the Super Bowl. I, I think it's okay that Wilson had those fumbles for the simple fact that that's what everybody's going to drill him on now. I think you still got to go back to him. He, he's really got to contact Tiki Barber though. Barber was that perfect example of a back that was fumbling a lot and somehow put it together and became a, a back that never fumbled, never coughed up the ball. So he's going to get pushed a little bit by Brandon Jacobs now on the team. But I think Wilson should be all right. I'm hoping he should be all right. He's had a rough start, though.
0: You surprised that they brought in your boy, Michael Turner, and Turner didn't even get a get a call back.
1: Yeah, Turner, McGahee, man. I mean, these yeah. backs get old quick, right? So... Um, I think it's it's cool with Brandon Jacobs back there. I, I always like those big running backs, and I think Brandon is hungry to be back on that team. He really missed it going to San Fran. You know, he was suspended or, or released. I'm not sure the exact situation, but a combination of those two just didn't like that culture there, which was kind of surprising. But I think he likes to be back in Big Blue.
0: Yeah, I'm am I'm, I'm a fan of that move, and I hope uh, Brandon Jacobs delivers. Uh, what do you take away about Dallas? What What do you think of Dallas?
1: Well, Dallas looking solid. You know, the, the big question right now is going to be Tony Romo and if those ribs are going to be really hurt or if he can rebound. But I think they addressed their backup quarterback in the past now with Orton. And if Orton has to step in for a couple weeks, that should be all right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Kyle Orton. Man, you know what? It felt like it had – it felt like the Giants were coming back. Yeah. That whole game and even after all those turnovers – it just was like a classic Dallas Giants type of game where you could just see that the Giants were going to come right back. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dallas, it didn't really impress me. I felt like it was the Giants game to lose, and uh, they gave it it to the Cowboys. Um, Staying in the NFC East, we saw Chip Kelly Mm -hmm. and the Eagles run, what was it, 53 plays in the first first half? Monday Night Football. What do you think of that Eagles
1: offense, man? Revolutionizing the game. You know, when you wake up Tuesday morning, everything NFL is talking about how Chip Kelly has changed football, and it's so amazing. And it was a lot of fun to watch. I thought it was fun to see Mike back being Mike. I think it's an exciting way to play, but the question is what's going to happen when a defense starts stopping them? because you don't want to have your own defense on the field for that long. So I think it's all good now. It might be all good against the Chargers this weekend, but they're going to have problems sometimes when they come up against a tough D. I
0: think they will, and this happens all the time when you have something that you've never seen before. And this happened with the Wildcat. Yeah. And when the Wildcat first came out, nobody's seen it before. Obviously, they seen it in college. But in the NFL, nobody's seen it before. They ran it. It surprised people. Right now, it's the same kind of thing. Nobody knew what Philly was going to do exactly, and now they're seeing exactly. All they're going to need is about two, three, four games on tape. They're going to see exactly what they're doing, and it's going to really be up to Chip Kelly to keep uh, evolving to uh, and play the chess match against these defensive coordinators.
1: Yeah, uh, and and Washington isn't a good example, too, because obviously Archie 3 came back real rusty, so you're not going to catch a team that... that rusty every week
0: there was a lengthy conversation between rg3 and mike vick after the game what do you think was being said
1: <laughs> i'm not sure what, what do you think
0: i think i think rg3 he just looks scared man he looked scared to you know the um, the commentator breaking it down said he wasn't stepping forward in the throws he was throwing off his back foot he wasn't running very tentative and um mike vick has been through his own injury situations. He's come back. He's come back stronger. And he's been through so much adversity. I think RG3 is saying, listen, man, I'm just trying to be like you. You're the original RG3. And I'm really just trying to get back. And I think Mike Vick was just encouraging him and telling him, listen, bro, you wait till I'm out of the league till you try to take my torch anyway. I'm yeah. Mike Vick till till Mike Vick is, is gone. And then you can be RG3 when I'm gone, man.
1: Yeah, I wanted to hear your take uh-huh. first because – Last year, after that, not playoff match, but it was kind of like a playoff match against Dallas to get into the playoffs, RG3 was going up to Romo, and it was almost like he was giving him a pep talk, and the rookie giving the veteran the pep talk, so RG3, he's got to take his bumps, he's got to take his bruises. For everything that he's accomplished so far, it's been kind of a smooth ride, and like you said, Mike's had to take a lot of beatings, a lot of adversity, I mean, the man been in prison, Um, so... I I felt good for Mike to come out with a win and the Eagles are looking pretty solid so far so we'll see how they do.
0: Mhm. I know you don't want to go here, but we have to. Oh, I love it. We have to. And you know when the, when the game started, I saw the score was 2-0 mm-hmm. and I said, "Man, this is exactly what Pittsburgh fans would love to see. Start the game with a safety." <laughs> That's just, you know, only Pittsburgh fans get excited about that kind of shit, man. And, uh, and then I saw how the game progressed, and wow. Wow,
1: wow. Well, here's what? the thing. The way the game progressed at first was Pittsburgh drove down the field uh, very precise. The receivers were making great catches. Antonio Brown, Sanders were coming up with it. It was looking beautiful. And they get all the way into around the five-yard line, maybe the three, when Redmond coughed it up. And, yeah, it went downhill from there. And it got ugly.
0: It got beyond ugly. And the worst part about it is you lost your leader on the offensive line. And Pouncy. You know? And losing him, the problem was, and this is what I heard in the broadcast, is that they didn't bring in their second string center to replace him. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't dressed for the game. He wasn't active. Yeah. So they had to bring in a third string guy. How can you win when a guy is calling every play on the offensive line with a third string guy that's not used to snapping the ball and, and playing center like that? You know, so just as we said, things are not as bad as they seem. Let's hope so for Pittsburgh for, for Steelers Nation's sake.
1: I, I've never been in this position. I've never been in a spot where people thought the Steelers were this bad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is a team that a lot of people's power rankings in late November. Early December last year had the Steelers within the top five best teams in the game. Uh This is a team that is going into Cincinnati, somebody that they play real tight with all the time, and they're going to come in as huge underdogs because Cincy is, is so great. And it makes me think about two years ago at this time of year, Cincy was supposed to be the worst team in the league. They were starting a rookie quarterback. They were starting a rookie wide receiver. Um, They lost Carson Palmer and Chad Ochoacinco, and and people thought it was downhill for them, and they made the playoffs. And I'm not saying the Steelers are necessarily going to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl. I just don't think they are as bad as people think they are, and I also think that they're going to use that as motivation. And when you have a hungry team and a fierce team and a physical team like the Steelers always are, you know they're going to bring everything they got against the Bengals. We got the Bears the week after that. Those are two games they could sneak out with a win, and I would love it if they do. They, that would be like my Super Bowl. It's just vindication. So I can't wait for Monday night. Forget Sunday.
0: And this adversity is bringing out the best in D.O. over here on the podcast, man, because this is adversity. And man. you know, down on Pittsburgh, you know, all these pundits talk and you brought up the power rankings. And if you go back to the Ballhard preview, This guy, this guy, Manny was down on Pittsburgh. And if you listen back to it, you'll see why. And I was high on Tennessee going into it. They were my, Mm -hmm. you know, surprise. And and, uh, Pittsburgh was my disappointment. So, and they played each other and you saw Tennessee win. And you know this guy made some money off of that. Um, Lions. My Lions. (sighs) The score was only 34 to 24, but I tell you. That thing should have be, been over 50. You know, I, I'm watching the game, and I saw Calvin Johnson got Calvin Johnson.
1: Rich yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe from. that wasn't a touchdown. I thought it was. I texted you when I saw it because I'm at a sports bar, so they did not have that game with the audio. They didn't yep. have the sound on, and I'm looking at the Steelers game. So I, I look over, I see that catch. I'm like, wow, and I see the points go up on the screen. I didn't know until I got home later that day that that wasn't ruled a touchdown. I couldn't believe it.
0: It's unbelievable, and um, you know what? As a Lions fan, it's expected now. Mm-hmm. You know, we expect to get screwed over every game. There's one call that went in our favor. I remember the Joyke Bell touchdown, but all the offense, everything aside, how dope is it is to see a guy who went to Wayne State, Joyke Bell, <laughs> score a touchdown, get up in the crowd, and start doing the the hip-hop array.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen that. I gotta check that out.
0: Oh man, that that's just it. That was that was my Sunday. That was my Sunday, and that just that that sealed it for me.
1: Well, there's teams that need well would like to get off to a good start, and the Lions fall into that just because of of last year and coming up with such a disappointed season that going one to zero. Sure, it's just one game, but it must feel really good to get that W, especially against a division rival. The Vikings are always a tough team. They made it to the playoffs last year, so it, it's really a good start for the Lions. Minus your boy Indomiconsoo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Another bonehead play. It's he's lucky he's playing this Sunday, but he's got to stop doing those dumb plays because it, it doesn't just reflect poorly on him. It reflects poorly on that whole Lions team. It reflects poorly on the coaching because as a team, you got to know what to do. You you can't make those dumb plays. A perfect example of that is the Bucks. You know, how they pushed Geno Smith out of bounds, and it resulted in an L. So I know yeah. in the game, you, your emotions, your adrenaline's going, you really want to make a play, but you got to use your head.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what? They might as well have gotten that L because, you know what? Tampa Bay wasn't covering the spread anyway, so
1: <laughs> oh.
0: who gives a shit? Yeah. So let's get into... Uh... Let's get into last week's picks and recap how we did. Yeah. For those of you following along, last week we each made seven picks. Okay, we picked five marquee games, and then we picked a a stinker, and we also picked a lock. Okay, and in the first marquee game, we had Atlanta at New Orleans minus three. We both took New Orleans. We both know what happened there. Um, I think surprisingly, it was a lower scoring game and. New Orleans defense kind of had to win this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the second game we had uh, the Cam Newton Russell Wilson special man. We had Seattle minus three at Carolina, and we went yeah. opposite ways. And you you took your boy Cam, and I took my boy Russell.
1: And uh, Seattle came out on top.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, by by that fumble, you know, yeah. Carolina was in position.
1: It was a tough game. I didn't get a chance to look at too much of it, but it looked kind of ugly. You know, with a score like 12-7, it's an ugly game.
0: You know what? It was ugly in a certain respect. It was beautiful from a defensive standpoint. The, mm-hmm. Carolina's defense looked great. Mm-hmm. Their front seven looked awesome. That guy, Keekley or or whatever his name is, that guy looks dominant. But besides that, their whole defensive line, which I can't name one guy, just dominated Seattle, which mm-hmm. is a little bit surprising. Yeah. Um, the Green Bay San Fran rematch. <laughs> What's the quote, man? If intimidation is your game plan, get a new game plan. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Kaepernick came out and they uh they beat Green Bay again. I don't know how they covered the spread because that should have been Green Bay all day. But um, San Fran did it. They covered the four and a halfs, so and we were both correct there.
1: Yeah, love it. San Fran looking real strong and Kaepernick. Just off to a blazing start.
0: Man, he was what did he throw for four hundred and fifteen yards, man?
1: The new NFL? <laughs> yeah,
0: something crazy, man. It, it was nuts. I Offensive the stuff he league. was doing. Like Aaron Rodgers looked pedestrian compared to to Kaepernick, man.
1: Yeah, it just really sets up a big Sunday night matchup, which we're gonna talk about in a minute, but Kaepernick, oh, yeah. you can't get off to a better start especially because he didn't have to depend on the read option and running the ball.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, the Giants in Dallas, the line was Dallas minus three and a half. You had Dallas, I had the Giants, and, uh, obviously Dallas won that game by, I think, what was it, five points?
1: Yeah, very points, tight, like very tight in the end.
0: Yeah, there was a garbage touchdown there, and, you know, when you're gambling, you that's why you watch the game till the end, because mm-hmm. shit happens. Um, we already discussed this game, and, uh, Philly-Washington, we both picked Philly, um, and Philly got the outright win. So, yeah. It tells you in certain instances here where you're going to pick the underdog. You should always look at them to win it outright. You're going to get paid a lot of money. You know, if you if you bet on Tennessee to win straight up in that game against Pittsburgh, you're going to get paid a lot of money. But look at Buffalo almost pulled out that win against New England. <laughs> that would have been crazy. Um, but that's what happened to the NFL. Now, for our stinker picks, you had Tampa Bay minus three, which we touched on. Um... And Arizona. Um, I had Arizona plus three and a half, um, at St. Louis. And that's exactly what they did. The they lost, but they covered. Yeah. So Very that's tight. what it's all about, man. It is it's just about that. And then uh Locke, you had your New England Patriots here. Oh man, they got scared. Buffalo looked legit. What like I said, EJ Manual, man.
1: Like I said, with games like this. I, I'm not mad that I missed out on my luck. I, when I saw that the Buffalo Bills were coming back and actually in the lead, I was in shock. And then I, I looked over and I, I saw EJ toss a beautiful touchdown to Stevie Johnson. Yep. Um, I'm not going to say that Buffalo has their quarterback, but it's a good indication. It's a good start. And as a Bills fan, you have to be happy for your team. So a great start for the Bills, even though they take the L but it's always got to be so frustrating. You play the Patriots so tough, and then just a few things towards the end of the game. There was just a few plays they could have made defensively that could have pushed them back and made that field goal a tough one, Um, and maybe have come up with a W, but they just can't make those plays, and that's why the Bills are a team that doesn't have a winning record at the end of the year most of the time.
0: Heartbreakers, bro. Heartbreakers. Um, My lock, I'm actually very mad about (laughs) not like you. I had Houston Mm -hmm. minus three and a half. Okay. Now this is for our podcast purposes that I had them at three and a half, which I was, you know, I take very seriously. However, when I made this bet on Houston, I made it three weeks ago. During the summer, during the preseason, I caught it at minus three. So I'm sitting there and it's it's the third quarter. It must have been about, you know, almost eleven thirty at night already. Um, I watched this game. It all almost went till two in the morning. It's the third quarter, and Houston is down twenty-eight to seven. Mm-hmm. My boy Philip Rivers and the San Diego Chargers. And Houston, I had, I still had a, I kept watching the game because I'm like, they still have a chance. These are the Chargers, man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. I'm like, come on, Philip Rivers. And I tweeted it out. I'm like. Give me a signature Philip Rivers INT. And bang, throws a pick six, mm-hmm. you know, to Cushing. And then at the end, I'm just waiting. I said, okay, if they can get a longer pass that breaks or they, you know, have one of these runs and it actually breaks, we can get a touchdown. We cover everybody's spread. Everybody's happy. If they score a field goal, at least I get my money back. And that's exactly what happened, unfortunately, and didn't win, win more money on that game. But it was close. For sure. Um one change we're going to make to the pick segment is we're going to pick five games that we like. They're not necessarily going to be the games that you guys like. They're going to be the games that we like, we feel comfortable about, because our record's on the line, man. Um, now, within that, within that five, we're going to have a stinker, and we're going to have a lock. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, no more appropriate than two big Michigan basketball fans than to name the segment – the Fab, Fab Five. five. <laughs> um, who's your favorite member of the Fab Five, man?
1: Oh, you know my favorite's got to be Jalen Rose. That was yeah. the first pro jersey I ever got to, man, when he played for the Nuggets. I, I picked yeah. up a Jalen Rose. Always liked his the way he balled, but also like his style. So, Jalen.
0: I, I hear you, man. My, mine's a little bit of a, a shocker. I, I, I like Ray Jackson. And, bro, one reason. <laughs> he all he was a small guy that always went off two feet and two hand dunks man Mm -hmm. nothing I like better and that's why I'm a big Derrick Rose fan Mm -hmm. yeah um
1: I thought you were gonna say Juwan
0: oh Juwan uh (laughs) Juwan reminds me of Tim Duncan bro he was a Tim Duncan of Michigan basketball um but solid yeah I was gonna say
1: solid reliable yeah yeah I I like them all um
0: I like them all (laughs) You know, we, we can. That's a whole different podcast to get into that thing. But uh, let's get into some. Uh, let's get into the fab five man. Yeah. What's your first game that you pick? Let's leave the uh, Let's leave the stinker in the lock to the end.
1: Okay. Um, I got the Bears.
0: Okay. The point spread is, and I'm getting these off of Covers.com. If you guys are wondering, the Bears are favored by six and a half points.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a high spread, but at the same time, I like the Bears. I like what they showed the first week. I think the offense could really do some damage. I'm never big on the Vikings. I'm not a Christian Ponder guy. Sure, Adrian broke off a big run in the first half, but then he is very pedestrian since that point. So I got to go with the Bears. I think they're going to come out with the W.
0: I like it, man. I like it. Um, my first pick of my five Five is going to be what I kind of alluded to earlier in the... Early in the podcast, where public perception versus reality, um, I think is skewed, and I don't think the Giants should be given points at home, mm-hmm. especially nothing over three points. And right now, it's showing four and a half, so I'm going to have to, you know, make that official here. But I actually bet this on uh, on Monday. Yeah, that it was six points, so I'm going to take the Giants uh, plus four and a half points at home. Nice. What's your
1: next one? Next one, I'm going with two teams that are 0 one that really want the W. Mm -hmm. It's RG3 against A-Rod, but the thing is, it's in Lambeau. So I'm going with the Packers.
0: Now, you're taking the Packers, and I'm looking at Covers.com, and
1: guess what the spread is, bro? Nine and a half points. Is it nine and a half? (laughs) Yeah, man. Oh, wow. See, sometimes I just look at the games, and I'm just – Thinking that the spread wouldn't be that, I thought it would be about six and a half for the Packers.
0: Yep, yep. So you're laying it at nine and a half. Um, I actually bet this on Monday as well. <laughs> I bet that actually no, I bet it yesterday on uh, on Tuesday, and um, I bet this game. It was seven and a half yesterday. Mm-hmm. Teased it down online. You can do something called a teaser um, for those of you that know. And now Green Bay just has to win the game. And I think this is a no-brainer. This is all set up for Green Bay, and I'm really happy they lost in San Francisco. Um, so that really sets up. And now Washington had a Monday night game, so they got a short, short week of practice compared to Green Bay. And uh, I believe Mike McCarthy is really good with uh, with a full, with more rest than the other team.
1: So you had that one as well.
0: No, I don't. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's not one of mine. That's just uh, something. I'm Just thinking throwing about. it
1: out there. So who do you yeah. got as your second? Uh,
0: the second one is actually uh, the night game, the Sunday night game. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Surprise, surprise.
0: Yep. Except not Minus at all. Minus three. Minus three. Uh, you know what? I've never seen in the past. I can't even remember. Probably all of last year, at least, when Seattle looked strong. They're never going to be favored by less than a touchdown at home. Yeah. And, and this is the lowest amount they've been favored at at home and it's only because they're playing San Francisco 49ers and San Francisco looked great great last week so you know in Seattle kind of put up a stinker kind of win 12 to 7 doesn't look good it's not pretty however Seattle at home is a different team you could just bet these blindly and I believe they're almost a 70% bet at home against a spread um It's a crazy stat there, and most of these games play to the under. If you guys are playing any totals, this usually plays to the under. It's usually this this San Francisco-Seattle is like the NFC West version of Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. Just nasty.
1: Nasty. It's a good comparison. Two teams that don't like each other. The only difference is this is a, a matchup on the rise that for the last five, six years, this wasn't a game you would look forward to. This isn't your Sunday night football matchup. No, But this one is probably my favorite game of the day, really. This this is going to be a good matchup. I got Seattle, too. Okay. I think that home crowd is going to be explosive. They might set okay. a Guinness World Record. I think they're trying for it at some point this year, so they might try it at this game because to have your home opener be that Sunday night game and for your team to be 1-0 and to play against the 49ers, they're going to come out fired up, and I think they might pull it off
0: hmm I like it, man. I like it. Um, and you know a little bit of something about Guinness World Records.
1: Uh, a little, little something. <laughs>
0: um, for my third game, I hate betting on my own team, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And historically, Detroit has not won in Arizona since the Clinton administration. But I'm taking them. Because as good as the Honey Badger, good as Arizona typically is at home, I'm riding this Detroit train. Their their offense looked great, um, and believe it or not, they had more offensive plays than Philadelphia
1: hmm. this week. Yeah. So
0: I am taking my Detroit Lions, and it's a pickup.
1: Good so step. To win. Yeah, Reggie Bush looking good too. So
0: yep, you got to go great. with that. Now we need a, a stinker and a lock from you, Dio. So.
1: Find me something that smells. Yeah, I I think this is probably going to be your choice, too. Mm -hmm. It's a 4 o'clock game. I know you're not changing the channel between the Lions and the Cardinals to go over to see the Raiders. I
0: like this.
1: Raiders and Jags. Yep.
0: So the spread right now is uh, Oakland Raiders minus 6 points.
1: Yeah, I got to go with the Raiders. It's tough to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, there's some things that maybe go right for them, that they put Chad Henney in there and he gives them a spark, or Denar Robinson comes up with a big play, or MJD. But you got to give it up for Terrell Pryor. I was really impressed with his debut last week for the season. Uh, they're playing at home. Really, I don't care about this game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go with the Raiders.
0: I hear you there, man. And uh, I'm not picking this game, but I'm... Uh... I don't know, man. I don't think Oakland should be favored (laughs) by six against anybody. Um, So here's my stinker. And this is going to be short notice because I believe this thing is going to get posted on Thursday. This is a Thursday night game, and I am taking Geno Smith. I'm taking Geno Smith and the Jets. Lost 12 points against the New England Patriots. Let me tell you why. New England did not impress me against Buffalo. And not because, you know, Buffalo is that good. I watched New England's offense. Mm-hmm. They went to Danny Amendola every time and he bailed them out. It was either him or I call him Ben Vereen. I don't know what his name is. Ben Vereen and uh, yeah. Amendola. Shane. Yeah, Shane Vereen. We're bailing them out. Those two guys are not active. Yeah, they're gone. Thursday night. Mm-hmm. I really don't know who's there. I really don't know who's in uh, who's in New England for Tom Brady to throw to. So I don't know they're, I just think they the line is 12 points favored by 12 points, you know, and you look at this last year and I think it would be in single digits. I have no idea why it's so high, but at the same time, I'm not going to bet it either. And I'm not going to be a sucker because people bet New England blindly. And I don't mm-hmm. think this is the year to do it. I don't think they have enough weapons on offense. And, uh, The Jets are the Jets are the Jets. I really don't care who they're playing. It could have been almost anybody in this position. Uh, But 12 points is too much. I'm going with the Jets as my stinker.
1: I didn't think I was going to watch that game, but I'm starting to kind of get a little intrigued by it. And it's kind of like what I was saying as far as the Lions, that it was nice for them to get off to a 1-0 start, but it was a shock for the Jets to get off to a 1-0 start. You saw Rex Ryan speechless, (laughs) and you never see that that they were able to pull out that and that's a tremendous confidence boost to geno smith sure he didn't necessarily earn that game but in football you just want to come out with that w and they're going to go into to new england in foxborough with you know a little chip on their shoulder saying we're not getting that respect everybody's underrating us and i think they might be able to keep it close
0: Mm -hmm. for
1: Mm -hmm. those reasons you pointed out If, if If Tom can't connect with somebody, it could be a lower score. And and that just favors the spread to go with the Jets. So I think it's a solid pick there, man. But for my lock of the week, I'm going to take it over to the NFC. Yep. And it's a team that's 1-0 against an 0-1 team. But I'm going for that 0-1 squad. Because I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are going to lose when they get back home.
0: So they're minus Mm 7. They're minus 7. So you know what's funny is... I got the same lock of the week, man. Yeah. When as soon as these lines come out Monday morning, I'm looking at them. And I, I, what I look for is, okay, what jumps out at me? What happened this week that people are going to overreact to? St. Louis won. They're 1-0. They feel good about themselves. Atlanta lost a huge divisional matchup. And we all know Atlanta is pretty dominant at home.
1: I'd be shocked if the Rams pulled this one out and went straight up. If we come back next week and, and we see the Rams get a W, it just goes and shows that you never know what's going to happen in football. Because, yeah, everything is pointing towards Atlanta, especially when you're looking and talking about a team that should be contending for a Super Bowl, that has aspirations of, of going deep in the playoffs. But if St. Louis can go 2-0, <laughs> I don't know what to think, man.
0: But uh, you went four and seven, I went five and seven. Those are both winning records, and we're going we're gonna to keep track and keep it
1: Out of seven, track, yeah, really you know. got to say, right? Not four four wins, seven losses. <laughs> no, no, well,
0: no. Yeah, four, yeah. Four, four win, three. three losses, four out of seven.
1: Yeah. And five wins out of seven games. So yep.
0: um, winning records, and we're going to keep track. You guys keep track, and ride us or fade us, like we said in the first one. And uh, we're going to keep it rolling, man. We're going to keep it rolling.
1: And as always, we'll be back next week. Until then, make sure you go out, put down your best, and ball hard.